Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Tonight, the Riders and Lions have a very high bar to match for what the Ticats and Bombers did last Ooh. night. What's it say? Riders are favored by seven. Come on! By seven. That's a... The over-under's 48. How about that? How about that? I gotta say, I'm taking BC to beat the spread. I would, too. Yeah. But I kind of think the Riders will win the football game, but seven. That's aggressive. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, it is. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to a brand new week. We're coming to you from the bunker here in Western Canada. You should have had a camera on in our lobby um, two minutes ago. <clears throat> Where were you on that one, Alan? Yeah. Moose and I were out watching uh, Gil Alexander, the, sh- the show on ahead of us. Right. And all of a sudden it's like, we're on in two minutes. What the? Sprint it into here. Let's go. And here we are. So I'm tweeting. I'm not totally ready. That's okay. How are you? I'm well. Yeah, your yeah. hair is a little floofy. It's a little, yeah, we <laughs> were in a little bit of a frazzled state. <laughs> we literally sprinted in. We had a lot to go over. Well, we had a lot to go away over. for each other for three days, it's uh, tough. I'm trying to find a gif of Bo Levi Mitchell, and I, I can't find it. If you type in Bo Levi for gift, you know the first thing that comes up? You? Me. <laughs> What should I put in? Stan Peters? How about, that? How about that? I'm trying to find. Uh, okay. Well, okay. I just put in Stan Peters, and the first one that came up was Jerome Messam. I don't think I'm going to do that. Time to update the CFL gifts here. Here is a lady on a mechanical bull tweeted. Done. How about that? Bob's your uncle. Go check it out at Rod Peterson. Uh, it's Monday. We're excited to be here. This is the warm up brought to you by E Cold Electric. Hang on. Check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center. E-Cold Electric, let's get to work. Moose, I literally don't even have my notepad out yet. No, you don't. That's okay. Although we do have some special surprises coming up here in the warm-up, so you just hang on. Just hang on. Who do we have on the show today? Manny Arsenault coming up. I'm excited about that. That'll be good. Manny Arsenault. Where is he? Dallas? Clark? Yeah, still playing? Frisco, Texas, a suburb of Dallas, Texas. Manny Arsenault will be with us. And uh, Brandon London, CFL, NFL veteran, Grey Cup champion from New York Giants TV is going to be with us. Holy smokes, I'm uh, a little bit out of uh, sorts here. But let's go with the quick six show topics, please. Clark and Director Jordan, thank you. And I'll show you why in a moment. Uh, Number one, breaking news coming down the pipe this morning. Got my notification from TSN. If NHL players are able to participate at the upcoming Beijing Olympics, Canada will have a two-time Stanley Cup champion behind its bench. Hockey Canada announcing this morning the Tampa Bay Lightning head coach John Cooper will be the head coach of its provisional Olympic coaching staff. Boston head coach Bruce Cassidy, Vegas head coach Peter DeBoer, and Islanders head coach Barry Trotz are the assistants. For a million dollars, I would have said Bruce Cassidy's American. Hasn't, have we looked into this? What's his, and I got to look up his history with Team Canada. International? Yeah. I don't know there's any. Oh, I don't know. And he's spent so much time in one of the hotbeds of hockey for the U.S. in Boston and having so much success that we just, you know, he's synonymous with Boston and synonymous with, with the United States. 
Yes. Because of it. So I, I would think the same thing. So that was breaking news today. That's why we do daytime sports talk. This is what came down this morning. But the addendum to this, when they say that's the provisional coaching staff, I think it, they, they're saying that because we don't even know if there's going to be NHL players at the Olympics. There weren't at the last ones. So again, the head coach, John Cooper, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the pride of Prince George, B.C., his assistants, Bruce Cassidy, Peter DeBoer, and Barry Trotz. So that's my number one point. It usurped every other one. Now, Let's go to week one uh, CFL leftovers. By the way, everybody's saying that Bruce Cassidy is from Ottawa, Canada. I had no that? idea. How about that? See what we're learning already? It's 10.04 Mountain, and we've learned something already. Bob's your uncle. Or at least I have. Week one CFL leftovers. Uh, here are your scores. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers beat the Hamilton Tiger Cats 19-6 in a game that I don't think surprised anybody. I mean, I had them pick to win. Uh, Friday night, we're going to settle into this one a little more here in a moment. Saskatchewan Rough Riders hold on to beat the BC Lions 33-29. The Toronto Argonauts knock off the Calgary Stampeders 23-20 at McMahon Stadium. That was a thrilling game, an exciting ending. And actually, that's why I said I'm a little out of sorts, because I was getting ready for this. Are you ready? Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Look at that, Alan. Spicy. Yes. Got my Argo shirt on. I've been waiting for a day to wear it, I'm on Team Argo right now. You can call me Captain Argo. How about that? How about that? They go into Calgary that? and they surprise. They upset the Calgary Stampeders 23-20. We're going to come back on that in a moment. And the Ottawa Red Blacks beat the Edmonton Elks 16-12 in a wild game at Commonwealth Stadium. Those are the scores. Let's move on to the stuff that we really want to talk about. Uh, this now, I guess, is point three. Um, the Mike... Michael Riley, Nathan Rourke saga. It was weird. And I've been calling, saying this is why maybe Pat McAfee, the NFL analyst, referred to the CFL as state fair football because we're going to spend some time on this moose, okay? Oh, yeah. Nobody knew that Nathan Rourke, the rookie Canadian, second-round pick of the BC Lions, was going to start a quarterback for BC Friday at Saskatchewan. Nobody knew. You saw Craig Dickinson, the coach of the Riders, say, I didn't even know that who they were starting until they ran on for their first series. Well, the Riders went into the game as a seven-point favorite. Had we known that a rookie Canadian making his first start was going to start, it would have been at least 14-point line, maybe 21. So we find out that Michael Riley at halftime Rick Campbell, the head coach, saying it, his shoulder, whatever, he didn't respond to the treatment. And all of a sudden, boom, he's out starting the second half. We're like, what? So I'm texting my football guys going, how, how could he be good enough to start the second half, but not the start of the game? And the guys are saying, well, I don't know, maybe the shot didn't take to start the game, but it, it did by the start of the second half. And then Mike, I'm just going to call him Mike Riley, okay? He almost leads the BC lines to victory. This is like the state fair. It's exciting. It's entertaining. You have no idea what's coming around it. That's the CFL. Yeah. Right? So Rick Campbell doesn't care about betting lines. Rick Campbell doesn't care about these types of things. He's worried about getting a quarterback ready to start a football game. Now, you do far more NFL betting than I do. So let me ask this. How would the NFL have dealt with this? Would they not have put a Q beside Michael Riley's name? Would he have been questionable? So we're not saying the BC Lions had to name their starter by a day before the game. We're not saying that. But if they had listed him as questionable, that would change the betting line, I would think. Well, yeah. And I mean, when he's not listed as questionable or there's no, you know, 
when we go through that practice list, and, and we can probably pull it up to figure out what was Mike Riley's participation Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Limited, they you said. You know, limited. So he should have a questionable tag. And if he doesn't, then he's healthy and cleared to play. And if that's the case, he should be starting a quarterback. But, I mean, the fact that he wasn't listed as questionable and we, weren't, we were under the impression he was going to play, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be a little investigation into this. Because now, I mean, as somebody who would bet on the games, there's no way I'm betting on a BC Lions game. So I'm not betting on a BC Lions game until they sort this out. And because of that, I'm not watching the BC Lions game because I'm not betting on it. Right? I'm going to go bet on the Stampeders game or I'm going to bet on the Argos game. And I'm going to watch those games instead. I'm going to give my hits to their website to look at numbers and stats. I'm going to give my attention to those games and so that's how the league loses money or the BC Lions lose money. They don't get the hits to their websites. Their social media feeds are a little more inactive and less viewership for their football games. So their sponsorship dollars are worth a little less, less clicks, all that kind right. of stuff, right? It's all affected. All that indirect Rick Campbell, however, money. doesn't care about any of that stuff. And he was hoping to have Michael right. Riley to start the game. His quarterback wasn't ready to start the game, so he went with the rookie. I can't really complain because I took the BC Lions to beat the spread. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. So Bob's your uncle. I'm okay with that, but that was based on Michael Riley starting. Now, what do we have here? Chris Bird in Toronto says, uh, that Argo Shield never looked so good. Thank you. They're my team. They really are my team, by the way. I was so excited to see Ryan Dinwiddie get the Gatorade shower the other night. Dinner! Way to go. You see Chucky Hughes jumping around. They own the place. They look great. Which, by the way, let's put up the Alex Singleton tweet, if you don't mind. Alex Singleton of the Philadelphia Eagles, the former CFL uh, Defensive Player of the Year, and he is a friend of the show. He's been on a couple times. Did you find it, Clark? He said he found it. There it is. LOL. Did Toronto's front office do any work or just sign any player or coach from Calgary the last two years? Can Can we have a little fun with this? Oh, yeah, we can. Because that is so Calgary. You lost the game. Sit in your own mess. What are you poking at the Argos for? Maybe they shouldn't have got rid of those guys the last two years. The Nick Arbuckles, the Ryan Dinwiddie's dinner left on his own, but you know what I mean. Just just take it. There's a lot. Just take the loss, okay? And on the other hand, you know, I look at it and... My response is, if they're the flagship franchise, why wouldn't you want to take their guys right. and have success? That's smart, and it's working. <laughs> they won the game. Eric Rodgers was good. Juwan Breskison picked up a couple of catches. He, was, he had an impact. They don't have to apologize for anything, no. okay? The Toronto Argonauts. So, Calgary, you lost at home. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Point four, Bo doesn't know. Well, how much fun was this? The Argos take a clip of Bo Levi Mitchell back when he uh, found out what the schedule was. Did you people see it? it was Bo's on the phone, right? And he's like, oh, the schedule's out. Who do we got first week? <sighs> Toronto, Bo. <laughs> That's a dub. <laughs> and then they go out and run it down his throat to the tune of 23-20. I mean, even if they won by one point, doesn't matter. Yeah. So what I love about that is I didn't have to get involved at all. I was at the lake. I was watching all this. Bo can put his foot in his mouth, and I didn't have anything to do with it. He went out and motivated the Toronto Argonauts, and the stamp soiled themselves, and it's all on Bo. And I was nowhere to be found. Yeah. 
sweet. How nice is that? Look, eh? it's, com- <laughs> it's comforting to know that the CFL can come find all this controversy and I didn't have anything to do with it. That's great. Uh, there's more. I appreciate everybody chiming in with their, their take on things this morning, but uh, it's Moose and I's turn here. And, and let's pause for a second. Speaking of being at the lake, the uh, Great Western, we have the photo album ready to go, do we not, uh, Producer Clark? Uh, the RP Show Summer Photo Album presented by Great Western Brewing Company. Share with us how you're enjoying the summer and get a chance to be featured on the RP Show by using the hashtags RP Show or GW Beer Summer. This was ours. Uh, this was Kings Park Speedway on the weekend. Oh, yeah. Huge event there. Now, you think that that's just a run-of-the-mill stock car, right? Number 53? No. Look a little closer. Every car had a Rod Peterson show decal on it. That's cool. So we thank our friends at Kings Park Speedway for that. I love it. Rubbin's racing. Shake and bake. That was a lake. Beautiful. Beautiful shot right there. You saw the smoke, hey? Yeah. Like it, Sunday ended up being a lot more clearer. Yeah. But that was Saturday night at the lake. Yeah. Uh, now, what do you got? Who else is this? This must, must be Clark, is Let's it? Let's keep rolling. Yeah. Where, where's that, pretty circle? Men's Provincial Final. Okay. Yep. Cap, keep going. Oh, Regina Trappers won yeah. it, so that's good. Congratulations to them. From the seats at the game. Oh, yeah. The other night. It was packed. Of course, that's in our, that's that's in our backyard. That's it. Nice work, Clark. Nice work on the roll. And uh, Morgan Hertz, that is our GW RP Show Summer Photo Album. We encourage you to share yep. yours. And an original 16 to fit your active lifestyle, superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5%. Alcohol, we're talking about Original 16 Ultra, taste without compromise, purchase at a store near you today. Back on track. So Bowen motivated the the Argos. We had the Riley Rourke saga, Pro Football Hall of Fame weekend. It was too much, too much. 28 guys went into the Hall of Fame. I was watching the speeches and they were pretty good, but there's guys that I don't even, I'd never heard of. Like this Tony Fantasia? Did I say that right? Who is this guy? And he's my age, which means he should have been relevant in the last 25 years in the NFL. I never heard of him. 28 guys is too many to go. And I know they smushed two Hall of Fame classes together, 2020 and 2021, but that's still, that's too much. But what was your take? Yeah, Jimmy Johnson goes in, Peyton Manning goes in. Like a lot of great players go in. And then, you know, Edger and James is a great player. He goes in. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, the list is long. You know, John Lynch. Um, but it was a lot. It was a too lot. Many. You know, I like, you know, it should be six guys ish in a hall of fame class, two years, 12, 28 is a lot. It was, uh, to, to me, it takes a, away a lot of the, um, specialness, specialness for the other guys. If your name's not Peyton Manning, right. Who's at the top of that. Draft yeah. class. Like Edger and James, I kind of forgot about for this class. <laughs> he didn't get this stage. Calvin Johnson, Megatron. Right. right. Barely heard his name because he hasn't been in the league for the last few years. Um, but he should be really showcased and we should be talking about his career all day today and on the networks and stuff. But there's too many guys. And so the Hall of Fame becomes less special. And that's a problem. When the Hall of Fame becomes ordinary and average, it's no, it's no longer special. This was a not a very special Hall of Fame class. On YouTube, uh, Get Daggers Watching says the Hockey Hall of Fame could take a page out of their book. For, for what? I'm interested why you would say that, because I think the Hockey Hall of Fame does a pretty good job of their inductions. I really do. 
Um, so that's got people going. See, I'm a Hall of Fame junkie. I'm not as big on the draft. Some people really love the draft. I don't care about the draft, really. 50% of players ever really make it play one game. I think it's 75% will play one game. How many have a regular or a, a lengthy career? Not even 50%. Hall of Fame, we're talking about guys yeah. that did something. But it was too much. And this weekend, all NFL Network and ESPN was all pro football Hall of Fame all the time. It was literally too much. Um, Todd Pinkney is watching one of our P1s. And he says, did you see his comment about today is the anniversary of the trade that shook the world? Yeah, there it is. 33 years ago, the trade that shook the world. We're not talking about it. It was the day that I stopped being a fan of the Edmonton Oilers. We're not talking about it. Uh, Hey, point six, the Blue Jays took three or four off the Boston Red Sox. We got to be talking more about the Bluebirds. That's what we should be talking about. There's seven games back. They just spanked the Red Sox, took three or four, and it just seems like they can't get up that hill in the division. They're still seven out, but they're playing great. George Springer's got his game. They're what we should be watching moving into the fall. Oh, yeah. And an Olympic update. Uh, just so My Vegas Golden Knights hat just fell off. Fortunately, I have another one. I have several down here in the tickle trunk. <laughs> um, Olympic wrap. The USA won in both total medals and gold medals. No debate. It was an ass kicking by the United States of America. Uh, 113 total medals in Tokyo. China, 88. And Canada, 24. And our uh, over-under was 20.5, so we, we were, I'm pretty happy with our odds setting there. That was pretty good. Yeah. One of Canada's best ever. Um, a lot of people consider this Canada's best summer games ever. Um, but most medals since 84. Uh, Troy watching in Toronto says, holy crap, I just tuned in. And to my surprise, I see an Argos sweater. I had to run my eyes to make sure I wasn't seeing things. Are you pandering to us Toronto people, Rod? We love it. No. Abs- no. That'll never happen. But the Argos are very likely my favorite football team right now, at least my favorite CFL team. Nobody will touch the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. The Argos are my guys. And I've been waiting. You were with me when I bought this in the Toronto airport. I was there. Finally, today, I had a reason to put it on. Yeah. So it's a little big, doesn't fit great, but serves a purpose. It looks good. Looks amazing. Yeah. Manny Arsenault joins us next. This has been the warm-up. We're just getting rolling on a Monday, brand new week. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. 
That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Brand new uh, week, and we're happy to be talking sports with you on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live. we got a lot of going on. Hey, Mike Horgan just write, write, writes in from the Toronto area. He goes, what's up, RP Show? And viewers from the 905, Argos. Darren, he just... I'm going to do it again. Do it again. Ta-da! How about those Argo fans? I love it. I they're, love they're the double in. blue. They're I love it. The guy didn't even know. Yeah. Anyways, Jeff the Stamps fan, I admire him for coming in and because he's just taking shots, I'm, I'm man. I'm surprised he's here. He's facing the firing squad today. But in a perverse way, I think he likes it. But we're going to go down to Prosper, Texas now. This is going to be very entertaining. Manny Arsenault, he put it out there late last week. He said, hey, guys, I'm available to talk ball. And here he is Monday morning. How you doing, Manny? Man, I'm doing all right. Feeling good. good. Hey, if you didn't mind, I saw your tweet this morning. Were you out coaching kids this morning? Look like you were up and at it bright and early. What's your day been like today so far? Yeah, yeah. I had um, an adult class at 6 a.m. Then right at 8 a.m. I had a baseball player getting ready for this upcoming season, trying to help him make the varsity squad. So, yes, I'll be training kids at Russian Middle School. Good for you, man. I appreciate uh, you doing that. Glad to hear that. Before we talk about the CFL stuff, there's a story with you and the Frisco Fighters, and I understand you balled out the other night. You had three touchdowns. What what what's going on with the Frisco <laughs> Fighters in your most recent game? Yeah, man. Was well, yeah, first play of the game, corner route for a touchdown, a choice route. Coach said he was going to dial it up, but yeah, man, I just kind of embraced the indoor game. It's ten minutes away, and it was something to add to the resume and um, to the rest of the accolades. You know, being able to play in the NFL. The great career I had in the CFL, and I was like, why not finish with indoor football? That way I can have that closure being that when 2020 hit, it was nothing. So for me, that's what it was, man, getting that closure, still being in the locker room, being able to mentor. But, yeah, it, it was an exciting night the other night as we also just make a playoff run to have a top seed. So I'm just continuing to, to have fun, run around, hitting folks, getting hit, you know, just staying young and active. Good for you. Well, I love it. Uh, by the way, we interrupt this interview, Darren, for a message from one of our sponsors, Roxanne from Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, writes in. She says, just wanted to send a quick hi from Darnell and I from beautiful Niagara Falls. So I appreciate our viewers checking in while on vacation. Your Wikipedia man, he says, there's a story here about you joining the Frisco Fighters. Now, you're a 33-year-old rookie. I'm wondering how that's going. And apparently the, the quarterback... <laughs> The quarterback, Jonathan Bain, had to convince you to sign with the fighters. So what's it like being a 33-year-old rookie, and how did you get talked into playing for this team? Man, yeah, so the facility that I was at built for does the strength and conditioning. So Jonathan, during the pandemic, I would catch for him because I was still doing one-on-ones against our NFL guys and the CFL guys like Money Hunter, Ahmad, and those guys that's in Montreal because they all live in the area. So one day they had a guy they brought in, and he was like, hey, you want to catch for me? So we must have done routes on there. And the coach was just like, hey, man, I think you still got some in the tank. Would you come out and play? But Bain was asking me for months to come out. And I was like, nah. Then I was like, you know what? Let me give it a try. You know, it doesn't conflict with my schedule. So I got out there. And like you say, being a 33-year-old rookie, 
new to this game, the learning is the angles because everything is condensed now. So regardless of all the catches I made, the yards and touchdowns, I'm having to learn a new style of football. At the end of the day, it's still football, but learning the indoor rules. So it's just crazy messing up on something simple, but it's like, you know what? I'm new to this and have to learn. So that's the biggest thing is how everything is condensed and it's all about angles being in the indoor football league. Yeah, for sure. Well, I feel like we could sit and talk about this all day. I and mean, when I fell in love with arena football, was watching it on ESPN, I think. Maybe TSN had it. But a guy's <laughs> going full out into the end zone and whack, folded over the boards. I'm like, this is awesome. So, yeah, things are happening very fast. And I'll ask one more arena league question, then we'll get to the CFL. And by the way, yeah. Manny, uh, Manny was with the uh, Vikings, Redskins, and Jets as well. Sandwich, his CFL career sandwiched around that. But Ryan in Saratoga, New York says, question for Manny. What's your experience been with arena football legends Clint Dolezal and Danny Rodabaugh as your coaches? Man, it's funny they asked that because Coach Dozell just sent the message in a group chat for the team. It just flashed on my screen. But nah, <laughs> you know what's crazy? He reminds me so much of Wally Bono. Um, the coaches, man, they get their message across straightforward, but they also prepare you for life off the field. And that's the kind of guy that Coach Clint is. He's a winner, won everywhere he's been. And, and he's straight to it. He don't have time to play around, but his whole thing is a winning mindset. And that's what I like most about him. And I told him that the other day. I was like, man, you remind me of my old coach that I had up in Canada. How y'all delivery be early in the week, no rah-rah speeches. And I expect you to go out there and be a professional. And that's kind of how you rock and roll, be a pro. Lots of comments coming in, uh, Manny, from uh, the viewers here. Obviously a very popular CFLer. You were you sent out an a, um, encouraging tweet to all CFLers on the day of the game on the on Thursday I think it was saying let's go guys uh, CFL what did you get a chance to watch any of the games in week one and if so what was your Man. your take what'd you think yeah yes I watched the BC and Saskatchewan game play by play rewind it to make sure I didn't miss anything. And I kind of liked the other games. I just kind of caught clips of the highlights that was posted on social media or guys' personal page. But I really dove into the BC game and the Saskatchewan game, being that those was the two organizations that gave me an opportunity. And it's a couple guys that I still keep in touch with. But um, it was good to see, you know, with no preseason, these next three to four games, that's your preseason. So you'll start to see some great football about midway but just seeing what the guys put out there due to all the adversity um, of getting the season started, um, I can't complain. It was exciting games, and right now, as you can see, it's up in the air. There's not that dominant powerhouse that you would think coming into the CFL, so it could kind of go either way, but it was a good brand of football for the league, and it gave the viewers something to be excited for this next week coming up. From the viewers, I'm just going to sprinkle in some of their comments, Manny, as we go. Uh, Manny Arsenault yeah. with us today, by the way, from Prosper, Texas. Randolph Zora in Ontario says, Manny, I always knew you were a dangerous receiver, but my respect for you went through the roof after the Loeffler hit. So uh, people do remember <laughs> plays like that. But, you know, all those games, I couldn't believe how fluent the play yeah. was. The speed of the game, there was no pre-snap penalties yeah. for the most part, no drop balls, no missed tackles, didn't look like a lot of busted assignments. Can you tell the viewers how much yeah. work would have been put in to have that high-quality ball, both NFL and CFL, given the layoff? 
Yeah, man, it's just being a pro, doing what's expected. And those guys have families to take care of. And in this business, film is your resume. So what you put on film is exactly who you are as an athlete. And you got guys, guys fighting for jobs, people that was free agents that haven't played football in two years, not counting the ones that might have been injured last year that was on a CFL roster. So I think that hunger and, and, and that itch to just be great and make a play is there because it's forcing guys to be locked in, being under the circumstances of we took a year off, we're going to have an expedited season, shorten it a little bit, and we got to play right now. So the margin for error is, is very small. So I think guys are that much more locked in because you don't have those preseason games and everything to be controlled and go at your own pace. So it's next man up mentality. And guys playing for a job. And I think that's why the brand of football is how it is now, being at those adverse situations, bringing out the best in those guys, whether it's a veteran or a rookie. You have to perform right now or it's going to be the next guy up. So I think um, by having it that way, it's giving us some good football and something to look forward to. But I think with how everything just happened, hey, report to camp. We about to play. The season here. <laughs> you got to be ready because – it's too late to try to get ready now. Yeah, well, I got to ask you this. As a guy that's been through training camps in the NFL, CFL, Arena League, and whatever other league, would people are wondering if preseason games are overrated. If we did away with them, <laughs> would, would, would you vote for that? <laughs> you got to have that one or two, man. That way they can give everybody a look for young guys coming in. That's their audition. That's for them to get those reps. So now that you're not just looking at your veteran guys getting ready for that week one. So that two preseason game, I think how the CFL does it is nice because you get to evaluate the younger talent. And for some guys, a rep is their only opportunity. And that's their chance to actually get out there. But most teams are predominantly majority built coming into the next season, and it's a few areas you want to tinkle with. So I think having that preseason is a good opportunity for young guys, and it's also an opportunity for guys that's coming off season-ending injuries where the GM and player personnel might have doubts if that guy will be ready to go. So having those two games, it, it's, I, I think, is very important um, just for the structure of the roster and also with training camp. But if they're going to remove that, you just can base everything off your um, – the squad where it'd be like green versus white or the orange and black game, that little game within the game where you bring the fans out there um, for fan fest and you base it off that. But having a preseason, I think, is very important um, just for the building of the roster um, moving forward in the future to see that younger talent. I respect your answer, Manny, because you would think with your years in the league, you would have said, yeah, get rid of them because you've already made the team. But the young guys, are the, yeah, that's yeah. where they that's where they make the team or break the team, as you know. So good for you because because, well, you're a baller. Right. That doesn't that doesn't surprise me. Um, I got a couple last yeah. questions for you, Manny, before I let you go. What is up for yeah. you after 2021? What what are you looking for next in your pro football career? Man, to be honest with you, man, anything football-related for me have to happen this year. Um, playing the arena game, being in game shape. If some team mid-stretch of the season was the call, need that veteran leadership, I wanted them to know that I'm ready to come in and play. So for 2021, this is, this is me basically the doors closing after this. So I'm open for any opportunities that's football-related this year. But my biggest focus 
going into 22 is, man, being a better father, being a better husband, being a better sports performance coach, getting out in the community and giving the young kids the tools and resources needed to, to be successful, to be better than me, to have a longer playing career, but taking the game of football or whatever sport they is and preparing them for the game of life. So that's going to be my focus going into 2022. I was able to get, what, 12 years out of the game, um, and, and it don't owe me anything. It set me up to be where I'm at now. So I'm, 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 I'm very content. You know, I'm, I'm happy with the career that I had. But um, if I'm able to lace the cleats up a last time to come up to Canada, just in case an injury occur, I'm available. <laughs> Yo, Manny, I, I, gotta, I, I can't let you go without talking about this in about 60 seconds. You are a fantastic motivational speaker. Manny, remember that one in uh, Weyburn? I couldn't make it. I had got called out because of a medical uh, situation. You came in and pinch hit and you oh, yeah. you blew the doors off that place in Weyburn for, for all the farmers and ranchers that were there in the room. Can you just tell our viewers what you talk yeah. about when you're doing your motivational speaking? Yeah, it's just about having a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. Regardless of the career we're in, we all will face adversity at some point. And the whole thing is kind of believing in yourself. People around you can tell you how great you are, but that means nothing if you don't believe it. So it starts with you as the individual and, and just continue to do that. Everything is about confidence and whatever field we in, you got to take those reps in, you got to get better, but always continue to believe in yourself and have that don't quit winning mindset and mentality that I can get this done. And that's what the message is based off of, having a growth mindset and being able to respond to adversity when it comes. Well, I had to get that in there. Manny and I are both represented by EMJ Marketing. And uh, that's another thing that I know that you'll be doing here moving forth is uh, motivational yeah. speaking. Manny, appreciate the time. Continued success. And don't be, uh, don't be a stranger. Man, I won't be a stranger. And once these borders open, I'm looking to get into Canada, youth camp, speaking engagements, games of the week. I want to be there. So that's something we can kind of make happen to keep this connection going. You betcha. Can't wait to see you again. Thanks, Manny. Uh, thanks a lot. Manny Arsenault, number 84, joining us from Prosper, Texas, although that's not his Arena Football League number. We'll be right back with a sports update. Viewer takeover. It's a fun Monday morning get-together. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rod. And the Moose. It's episode number 554 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. And by the way, Manny Arsenault sticking with us. He's watching now for Prosper, Texas. Who? It was the Bushwhackers, right? Yeah. I wish we had a video. <laughs> That's oh, his touchdown celebration. So good. So good. So good. Uh, Tim Capper is watching in Montreal. He says, actually, Rod, Manny does wear number 84 with the Frisco Fighters. Oh, By the way, in that indoor football league, big news coming out this week. Big news. Stay tuned from the indoor football league. <clears throat> That's all I'm going to say. Uh, sports update. <clears throat> 
And we'll get to your CFL commentary in a moment. But first, if NHL players participate at the 2022 Beijing Olympics, Canada will be led by Tampa Bay Lightning coach John Cooper. Hockey Canada released its provisional Olympic coaching staff today, while the NHL has released a version of its 2021-22 season that includes an Olympic break. A decision on whether NHL players will go to Beijing is still pending. So we were saying earlier, the assistant coaches for John Cooper are Bruce Cassidy of the Bruins, Barry Trotz of the Islanders, Peter DeBoer of the Golden Knights. That's got it, right? Yeah, Barry Trotz, Peter DeBoer, Bruce Cassidy. I'd have lost a bet. I was sure Bruce Cassidy was American. Yep. And then in the break, I was saying to Moose DuPont over here, who is the guy that was the coach of the Islanders before Barry Trotz? That's who I'm getting Bruce Cassidy mixed up with. So we went to the big board and we looked it up. It's Jack Capuano. That's who the just guy. sounds American, doesn't it? Yeah. And so, but what, what, what's, what made Bruce Cassidy well, f- famous? International coaching debut with Canada's men's national team. Um, he won a bronze with Canada's national junior team in 1984 at the World Junior Championships. As a player. As a player. Interesting. But he's been one of the NHL's top coaches here for a while on the Boston Bruins. You know, Barry Trotz, we don't argue with. Peter DeBoer has had himself a really good career. Um, and his first time with the Olympic team. Um, but then I was reading through all the other uh, front office staff. And I mean, I, I wonder who's going to really build the roster. Because listen to this. Um, your general manager. Uh, where did I find it here? Now I've lost it. Can we move on? Yeah, but it's like seven guys are running the general man- or general managers, either co-GMs or assistant GMs. There's a lot of guys, so I don't know who's going to run this team and select the roster. It's like the Oilers. Darren Thompson says, "Can I give a shout out to Canadian Olympic soccer coach Bev Priestman? Worked her way up from coaching under 17 to Olympic gold. You just did." Although the head coach of the Canadian women's soccer team, she had a distinct Scottish accent. Or was that Irish? I don't know. Is that? I'm not sure of the name. Can we move on? I'm not comfortable here. (laughs) Vancouver's Vashik Pospisil is set to take the court of the National Bank Open in Toronto today. He'll face American Tommy Paul in the round of 64. Are they still going, Moose? Have they played it already? I'm so out of my league when hockey's off. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know when the tennis is playing. Right. A rare day off for the Toronto Blue Jays. There are just five games on the MLB schedule today, including the Yankees taking on the Royals in Kansas City and a tilt between the White Sox and Twins in Mini. Toronto will be back in action Tuesday when the Jays kick off a Western swing with a doubleheader against the LA Angels. The Fraser Valley Bandits finally snapped their five-game losing streak as they took down the Saskatchewan Rattlers by a score of 85-79 on Sunday afternoon at the Sastel Center in Saskatoon. This sports update for the Tab Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. People really do want to talk about the CFL stuff this morning, and that's cool. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, who's doing anything in his power to deflect us from talking about his team losing to the Toronto Argonauts 23-20 on Saturday. Canada's team right there, baby. He says, uh, 
Cassidy was on the Partridge family way before your time, Moose. You have no idea what he's talking way about. Way before my time. Um, he says, Cassidy was on the Partridge family, right, Rod? That's David Cassidy. I had a poster, poster of him up on my bedroom wall before I realized, when I got old enough to realize, you don't do that. I, I, you could, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean. When you have two older brothers. There are more options. There, there were more. Yes. Thank you. There are, more, there are better options. When all options. of a sudden David Cassidy didn't look as good to me as Charlie's Angels. Oh, uh, yeah. That was the switch. How about that? Simon Fudge writes in and says, Bev Priestman is English. There you go. I knew it was um, an accent. Yeah. James Zylstra writes in on YouTube. He says, CFL all games were great this weekend down to the wire. You take all four games and add up the point differential, the margin of victory. Guess what it was? I added it up. It wasn't single digits, but uh, it wasn't a lot. The average was single digits. Yeah. 24 points total. Wow. For the uh, games in the CFL this weekend. 24 points divided by four. Farmer math. Six. Six points each. What more could you ask for? There was no blowouts on week one. There were upsets, comebacks, one that fell short. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what more you could ask for. And by the way, week two. Have you stopped and looked at week two yet? Not yet. But I, <laughs> I didn't think it was. It's only Monday. Yeah. Well, I started looking at a little bit of the schedule, though. Um, but, yeah, you start looking ahead already. I mean, it is Monday. It is, it is early in the week. But the CFL is going to be very, very tight. I don't know that anybody's going to run away with it. Uh, well, again, we're only week one. Who was proclaiming this morning on our Curb Coffee, the guy that came up and started talking to us? These proclaim the Argos Great Cup champions. Yeah. Canada's team. I'm like, it's one week. It's, it's one game. It's a little early for that. From Chris Bird in Toronto. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Hashtag Seinfeld. That's the thing. Yeah, I wandered to the end of my leash there. Fast. Let's come back and talk about the Stampeders for a while. Falling to the Toronto Argonauts 23-20. Let's talk about all those games from last week and more. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook, live streaming and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. All right, welcome back. Pleased to have you with us on this Monday, getting a new week going. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues. We're covering the gamut. But we are now into the CFL season. And our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is this. Who was the week one top performer in the CFL? And while we're at it, I said to the boys, and we were a little rushed in our pre-show meeting, what, what would be the best... Can you put that down for a sec? What would be the best... Name for the because the top performer seems a little boring or leave it up. The monster, what they call them, the monster, the monster performer, performer. The maybe we should get it sponsored. Yeah, the rock star of the week in the CFL. How about that? That's a good one. 
I kind for of Rockstar like Supply Chain Solutions. What do you think, Alan? Manscaped. The Manscaped. What would you say? What would you call him? The smoothest performer. Ah, the smooth performance of the week brought to you by Manscaped. I, I like it. That's pretty good. We're just getting rolling with ideas. We're not going to jump on the first one that comes down the pipe. <clears throat> so your options are Brady Oliveira, Canadian tailback of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 129 yards rushing in their win over Hamilton. James Wilder Jr., who, what he rack up? 160-ish? Yeah. In a losing, 161. losing cause for Edmonton. McBeth, who went into Calgary with the Argos and led them to victory. Or Abdul Kanna, who had the 100-plus yard return. I couldn't believe how like, that hair looked extremely heavy. He had another 100 pounds of hair on his head as he oh, raced the length of the football field to score one of his two interceptions. Uh, Brady Oliveira of the Blue Bombers is leading, by the way, with 39% of the vote. Keep it coming with the uh, suggestions. James Zylstra says, the lights out performer. I'm okay with that, but let's get uh, a power company sponsoring this. Somebody's got to get on this. A lighting company. A lighting company, yeah, whatever. So far, I'm kind of liking the smooth performance for Manscaped. And Brady, well, there you go. Todd Pinkney says the balls out performer of the week. How about that? He balled out. He balled out. How about that? All kinds of questions and comments. So many coming. This is what they've been waiting for. This is what they've been waiting for. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, I hate to say it, but the Winnipeg Blue Bombers look very good against the Ticats on Thursday. Of course, it's only one game. John O'Flynn in Vancouver says, are you concerned about the Lions this week? Are you asking me? I'm not concerned. They should be concerned because they're going into Calgary for Thursday night football to take on a Stampeders team that, were they embarrassed at home? Would it be correct to say they were? They lost at home, so they were embarrassed. They won't be happy. They won't yeah. be happy. We'll continue this rolling into hour two. And uh, we've got Brandon London joining us, CFL, NFL alum. He's a Super Bowl champion too, right? And Grey Cup from New York Giants TV. That's all coming up after this break on Game Plus TV. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.